most of y'all probably know Vincent Goodwill as Yahoo Sports, NBA insider, reporter, expert, analyst. As good as he is on the NBA, I would offer that that's his side hustle, that that's his side gig. I believe, and this should come as no surprise given that he's a child of Motown, I believe respectfully that Vincent Goodwill's primary area of expertise is music. Um, and so I figured let's get it on this. Would you call it a, a music sermon for Black Music Month? Which, let's face it, much like Black History Month, Black Music Month is every month. Um, but uh, it's, it's called a music sermon they've been doing every day. Has today's come out yet? Today's hasn't come out yet. Normally, it's already out. And I don't know what today is day 21, 22. Not sure what the category is. Might be something related to your childhood. Might be it just really eclectic categories, Michael Smith. So I got a feeling that you just got some stuff in the crates that I'm just going to have to react to in real time. So No, just... I, I just want to get your take on it. All right. So like, <laughs> double, first, first, let's go back a couple of days. Let's just do this week. This is our first show, our first live show of the week. Let's just do this week. So for the 20th, name a cover that's better than the original. This is going to be an unpopular opinion, right? It's okay. name a From cover. you? This is not shocker. <laughs> My Motown sensibilities might get me in trouble. But did D'Angelo do cruising better than Stevie? You know. I mean, Smokey, Smokey, maybe, no Smokey. I got Smokey, I got Stevie sitting behind me, so Stevie was top of mind. I, I knew what did, you meant. I knew what you meant. When you say cruising, did, I knew exactly what you meant. I knew exactly what you meant. Um, that may be an unpopular opinion, but not on this here show. I think you are, I think one could make a, a legitimate argument that he did just because you did it first and it's a classic don't mean that somebody can't do it better. I mean, okay, listen, love won't let me wait by Luther Vandross comes to mind. Ooh, I take that okay. over major Harris. I'll take. I mean, maybe it's because I grew up with Luther, mm. you know, but here's what I didn't know. Talk about people that will take first of all, I think the right answer that is indisputable with all due respect. Creedence Clearwater Revival, their problem Mary is incredible, but that's Ike and Tina's song. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. That's Ike and, yes. that's Ike and Tina's song, right? So I think that's the number one. But you know what I didn't? I was today years old when I realized, and I'm ashamed to say this, Mr. Motown. I didn't realize that Otis Redding did respect before Aretha Franklin. I thought that was Aretha Franklin's song. I knew that wasn't Aretha Franklin's song. I got two entries for you. I got two other entries for you. One is Aretha. And I'm curious what you think about these, Michael Smith. Aretha's version, You're All I Need to Get By, over Marvin and Tammy Terrell. Right? And here's the other, which might be kind of in the crates. But Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige did a version of Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And that had so much pain and brown liquor in it. Michael Smith, every time <laughs> I hear the song, I feel like I need to take a shot of whiskey, followed by some Remy <laughs> Martin, and keeping the white liquor away. I feel like that is a brown liquor hair on your chest, sitting by my window. Don't pull up. Don't call. Don't knock. That is the greatest don't do that song ever. That's, no, don't leave that's, no more. that's Okay, that's a good one. That's an excellent one. Although I would be partial to the original uh, "Love Don't Live Here Anymore" if I had to, uh, if I had to make a choice. Okay, um, right. But but I get the Mary J. I get. I mean, the Rolls Royce version. It, it's it's too, it's too near and dear to my heart. But Mary J. and Faith, I could imagine putting that stank on it that you just described. So. And sometimes a cover is just successful if like, oh wow, y'all did that? Y'all did that? Right. Okay, they did right, that. Right, like, okay, right. okay, we talk, I'm gonna go back full circle. Unpopular opinion. And it is not allowed to be played in my house. You know how we was growing up? We could not have uh, explicit content, parental advisory, explicit content playing in your mama house. Like you had yes. to sneak and listen to that. You know what my yes. children have to sneak and listen to? And I'm saying it a couple of days after she broke the internet. Do not play Beyonce before I let go around me. 
Don't play it Ooh. around me. Ooh. Do not play it around me. And I don't give a damn about nobody's beehive. I love Beyonce with all my heart and soul. I do not love her before I let go. I'm sorry because Frankie Beverly Mays is my all time favorite group. So I just I, I can't let anybody touch a Frankie Beverly and Mays song. As far as wait, I'm did you don't do happy? Wait, wait, wait. Who was it did wait, happy let's... feelings recently? Somebody did happy feelings. I was like, turn that off. Somebody covered happy feelings. Okay, wait, let, let's 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 rewind for a second. Did you say yeah. Maze and Frankie Beverly, your all time favorite group over the yes. Isleys? Why you gotta hold me accountable? Just let me have that. Just let me say it and get away with it. It's like, hey, the top five all time. Why you gotta make me list the top five? Like, bro, it's like I'm from New Orleans, okay? I, don't don't make me choose between the Isleys and Frankie Beverly and Maze. It was I was saying it's just a point. The point is, just I'm I, I, I'm protective. I'm very protective of certain covers. By the way, anything that Prince ever covers, you're in trouble if you did the original because Prince is gonna do it better than you can. Um, but, who else, uh, but. Can, but yeah, but Shaka Khan yeah. did. I feel for you after Princess. I feel not better for you. than Prince. Not better than that Prince. Is, did. That is her song now. Uh, no, that is her no, song. It is not. She she can borrow it, and she did a good job. But that's it is her not song. her song. Who that, who did the original? Song. Wait, hold on. Let me let me look it up real quick. I, we respectfully disagree on that. Um, I was listening to this the other day. Um, uh, What's that? Oh, no. Um, Mother's Finest, Love Changes. And then uh, um, Kashif with Melissa Morgan re- remade it. A little deep cut. Oh, for you yeah. But I, but I, I first cut. heard I first heard the recent one, the, the, the Kashif and Melissa Morgan. And then I went back and listened to Mother's Finest. Mother's Finest is better. Um, but Proud Mary is number one for me in, in terms of best covers. Um, I, I the Shaka Khan one. I don't sit too well with me, brother. I got to be honest with you. Like I love Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. I love her, but Prince, nah, man. You, you don't get to, you don't take a song from Prince, and when Prince does it, hi Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. It becomes Prince's song, vice versa. You know, that's a tough one. But I got another deep one in the crates for you that you may not have heard. Charlie Wilson when he was with the Gap Band did a song called I'm in love that Mary redid on her Mary album like in 99. And those two are literally great versions of the same song, but it sounds so different. Actually, Mary's got a few songs that she's just hijacked and said, this belongs to me. Like it's I'm mine. going down. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. That 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 belongs to me. Give give bring bring that here. And you mentioned you mentioned the gap band. Do me a favor at my funeral. Please see to it. <laughs> That you can't keep running in and out of my life, Ooh. which somebody else just recently covered. See to it that that's played at my funeral. That and uh, Zoom by the Commodores. See to it that those two songs are played at my funeral. Okay, they have nothing else. Make sure you can't keep running in and out, out of my life. You know today's what beige, wait, Silk today's Sonic. beige rage moment of the day brought to you by Lionel Richie. Thank you, <laughs> Silk Sonic. They did. They did a good job with. Um, Love what train. you call it? You know, with Love's Train, with Love's Train, I, I was very impressed with uh, with they their did. version of uh, of Love's Train. Uh, we could literally, literally do this all day, but this yes, is ostensibly can. a sports show. We may come back to this. Ostensibly a sports show. So mm-hmm. let's talk same song, different verse with Kyrie Irving. It seems that just when you think it's quiet on the Kyrie Irving front. Here's more drama, and I, for one, am thankful for Kyrie Irving. I'm thankful because, and he knows this about the media. He knows mm-hmm. that we need him, and I, we should all probably chip in on whatever contract extension he's looking for, because we owe him a debt of thanks, if not payment, for making our jobs easier and giving us content. So, they're at an impasse, reportedly. The Nets and Kyrie Irving. The sticking point being the length of the deal, uh, understandably so. If you're the Nets. So before I start to get get into like, you know, what I think, just help me out. I know you know what's going on. You know, as as a reporter once told uh, a fan, as a reporter that I wor- once worked with told a fan, the difference between me and you is you think, I know. Vinny, I think, I know you know. So break it down. What do you know about this situation from the inside? I know pretty much what everybody else does that in the impractical way, Kyrie is like basically standing behind Kevin Durant and being like, yeah, what? <laughs> That's what he's doing. Because yeah. if if he's not happy, then Kevin Durant's not happy. 
that's the leverage. Like, no team worth their salt, let's be perfectly honest here, is going to give Kyrie Irving, a guy who's played, what, 103 games since joining the Brooklyn Nets, will take more time off to be truant or, you know, because, you know, he woke up on the wrong side of the bed or whatever the case may be, whatever he's feeling that day, right? No team is going to say, you know what, Kyrie, we're going to give you a fully guaranteed four-year extension. Here's the other part of it. Michael Smith, I don't think people are really, really paying attention to. In December, you know what's coming up? The collective bargaining agreement will be up to be able to be renewed, right? So while you've got these progresses and these talks being had behind closed doors between, you know, the Players Association and the league, you don't want to have to set a bad precedent on either side and look at, say, okay, Ben Simmons didn't play at all this year. James Harden acted a fool on the way out. Kyrie Irving refused to play, didn't want to be a part-time player, didn't want to get the jab, everything else. And the Nets are probably being told, what's they being told? I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets are being advised, the wink, wink, nod, nod, to hold the line with Kyrie Irving. Not from the standpoint of, like, collusion, but from the standpoint of, hey, this will set a really, really bad example for us moving forward as a business. If we're going to continue to guarantee money like this, fully guarantee money, because the sticking point is... There are incentive clauses that the Nets are reportedly proposing to say, hey, you got to play a, a certain amount of games. You got to be available. You have to be available to play. This is not even just Kyrie's injury history, right? This is just yeah. making sure this, this that you are in a... This is, this is <laughs> What is it? What, what is it? Citizenship? You know what I mean? Is that is that is that the word that on the report card? Citizenship back in the day? You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. this is that. Yeah. This, this is that for Kyrie Irving. And I think this might be the first salvo, the first salvo from the owners as a whole in trying to reset the clock or reset whatever the norm is for the players. And if you're the Nets and Kyrie acted a fool knowing that his contract was going to be up on the back end of this, what do you think he's going to act like Michael Smith if he does get the four years fully guaranteed in the max deal? You will have nothing to say to him then. Well... He's got a $36 million opt-in for next year. Right. Um, and as you mentioned, he's played in 20, 54, and 29 games the last three years. 45, 45.6% of games that he's played in. The conventional wisdom seems to be, you mentioned you know what everybody else knows. The conventional wisdom seems to be that they'll work this out. That this leak of an impasse is just, you know, negotiating through the press and you know, the Nets don't want those problems that come with Kyrie's departure. And, and you just mentioned it. Kevin Durant, his his dog, his ride or die. Mm-hmm. So I need you to help me out. I need you to do what you normally do on this here show and set me straight. Am I crazy for thinking that maybe the Nets ought to hit Kyrie Irving with the love don't live here anymore or something? I don't know. It's like, look, we can we can do bad all by ourselves. Okay, like if we're the net, if I'm the Nets, we don't need you playing part time to not win a championship. Like what have we gotten for you in three years to suggest that we can't move on and be happy without you without compromising our long term payroll cap and flexibility by giving into you if for no other reason to appease Kevin Durant. So in a vacuum in a vacuum, if Kyrie Irving didn't want to play ball, I'd be willing to bet that the Nets would be like, all right, deuces. And and they'd be fine with that, given what he's given them. As talented as he is, as gifted as he is, that grand big three experiment has exploded and imploded, I beg your pardon. It is no more. Harden's already out the door. And guess what he is? Philadelphia's problem right now. So I I think the Nets, independent of KD, would be more than happy to let Kyrie Irving be somebody else's problem. But the problem is KD. Look, man, I love KD. I know you were you were leading the KD as best player in the league campaign for many years before it was popular. But if I'm the Nets, I'm like, you know what? Damn this. Both of y'all can get to stepping and we'll take whatever we can get for all of y'all. So Kyrie Irving, you you want a long term deal. We won't give it to you. Opt in. We'll trade you even though a trade is tricky given the Lakers and the, and the, and the Clippers in particular their cap situations. But where there's a will, there's a way. We'll get we'll trade you for the best package possible. Go be great somewhere else. Oh, KD, you're not happy now. Great KD on the block. P- put forth your best offer. 
and I'll blow this thing up and start from scratch again. Because guess what? It's going to blow up in their face again. It's already blown up in their face once. It's going to blow up in their face again. Business-wise, if you just want to sell tickets and you want to be able to put Kevin Durant outside the Barclays Center and put Kyrie Irving outside the Barclays Center and have people lay down money on the Nets as Eastern Conference favorites next year and talking about the Nets and Joe Sy and Sean Marks, you want to be in the front pages and you want to compete for the heart and soul of New York, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you keep both of these dudes. But to quote the late great David Stern, for basketball reasons, mm. I think you let the doorknob hit him personally. Am I crazy? Speaking of uh, musical references, I know what he used to do for Cleveland and Boston, but what have you done for me lately? That's what I would be saying. That's what, if, if I'm if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm saying, Kyrie, what equity do you have in this organization that lends us to giving you what you want? When have you ever shown us that you are truly invested into what we're doing? And if that means we're losing Kevin Durant at the expense of our own sanity, so be it. Look what you see. Look, my thing is this. A, the Brooklyn Nets will never be the New York Knicks, unfortunately, or at least right. for the next 20 years. You know what I mean? Like it takes two decades, in my opinion, for a team to really have a footprint in a place that they've never been before. At least 20, unless you're Oklahoma City. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there ain't nothing else to do. Ain't, ain't nothing to do there except visit a museum and then go to a Thunder game, right? But in New York, it's the Knicks. The Knicks are New York's team. You're not, I've been to games at Madison Square Garden when I lived there. I've been to games at Barclays. Let me tell you, as bad as the Knicks are, it is a completely different atmosphere and they did not like make any inroads. I don't really think. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a team for the hipsters. It's not a team for people who grew up in Brooklyn. So I say all that to say, if you're Sean Marks, if you're Steve Nash, you go to Kevin Durant, you say, hey, what's more important to you playing with Kyrie Irving, a guy who doesn't even care as much about you as he cares about <laughs> what his own personal whims in the moment. Like, have you, Mike, have you ever had a friend that you care more about that he cared about himself or herself? Well, at, oh, at what, some, I, what, I, what point, I thought you was going to say, what I thought you was going to say, have you ever been in a relationship where you care more about the other person than they cared about you? I thought you were going to take me inside this dynamic and be like, I mean, you know what? KD likes Kyrie more than Kyrie likes KD. Lowest the keys. That's what I thought you were going to break. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I didn't want, want to go real, real deep into the crates. I might have to go see my therapist after this show if we had, if we had to go down <laughs> that, that rabbit hole. But I think Kevin Durant has to have some serious conversations with himself. And I would not. Here's the thing. Let's be perfectly honest here. Kyrie Irving ain't trying to leave Kevin Durant. He ain't trying to go back and play with LeBron James. He's not trying to play for the New York Knicks. He's not trying to play for any other team that's on his reported list because this right. this leak doesn't seem like it came from a Brooklyn Nets vantage point. It certainly seemed like it came from a brother Muzon Jeff posting Kyrie somebody, Irving somebody, standpoint. Somebody, somebody, okay, gotcha. That type of thing. I got no problem with it, but let's just call a spade. It is what it is. He ain't trying to leave Brooklyn, and everybody knows that. So he has no leverage. I'll challenge him. I'll tell him what. Yep. Him, trade him. Him, without, him without KD is like cornflake without the milk. You know? Uh, I mean, if, 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 I, if, I, if I'm the Nets, I can get swept with Ben Simmons. <laughs> like, all right. You know, that's what, you know, what, 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 what how many playoff games y'all win this year? Now you want me to bend over backwards and accommodate you, AKD? Then, Come on now. I, I, saw, I saw Steph when Steph did the zero thing, so I'm, I'm going to do the zero thing, you know. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
<laughs> by the way, like by the way, you remember that you remember the album cover. By the way, Vinny, you mentioned Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell earlier. Oh, you say, see, I, uh, I just went to record store today. I'm thinking album covers. But but wait, but uh, Vinny, Vinny, you, you mentioned um, which one did you mention earlier from Marvin Gaye and Tammy? How about Terrell? no? All, all right, you're, I hate you're to all say I need this. to get by. You're all I need to this get you're by. All I need to get by. Uh, now, now the, I the one that the question. Okay, I, the one I, that Luca did though. Saying this, but what about Butterfly? Um. Not Michael Jackson's Earth version, but the girl's version. Poetry's version. Yeah, Butterfly. Okay. Okay. Mm, that's interesting. What what, that's, what about if this world were my what about going back to Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell? What about if this world were mine, Luther Vandross? Because you know, like that's Luther's yeah. really good at covers, but he ain't stealing it. He didn't because he ain't still Stevie's creeping, but he did creeping. He did he did that, yes. Yes, his, yeah, he, he did it. You know what? Here's another one, and I don't really particularly like the song, but um, isn't it Dolly Parton was the original uh, "I'll Always Love You"? Is that Dolly yeah. Parton? And it Whitney Houston. Dolly it? Parton. Oh, yep. Whitney killed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, came, that became kind of like Whitney's, more or less, one of her most famous cuts. Uh, you, you, Spears is deep in thought. I can see it. He he, he going into his mental crate. Yeah, now that I understand the question better, like I was thinking album cover. Oh, oh okay. You were literal. You were literal. Okay, well, if you want to talk about that, let's go to let's go Mercedes with you know Master P. Let's go to the No Limit Days and talk about album covers. Like <laughs> we, can go, we can go Snoop with Doggy yeah. Style. I got another one for yes. y'all though. I got another one. I got another one for you. Here, here was this was yesterday. We gotta wait for the days to come out. This was yesterday. What is a song that has your favorite song that has a monologue in it? What's your favorite one that, that, that you could think of? Like OJ's Cry Together comes to mind. Lenny, right? Lenny Williams, Cause I Love You. That whole song is like a monologue. That's a good one, too. Um, hmm. I mean, two for one, Proud Mary. Proud Mary, like the beginning of Proud Mary. That's, you know, I'll go back to that. That's the best cover. Uh, soul to Soul, however do you want me to, the acapella version. Ah, that's a good one. I wouldn't qualify that as a monologue, but I do like where your head's at. Cause, cause the Steady, beat pops in like ready? a minute in though. What's yeah, going yeah. on? That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I think about Belly at the beginning. Just now, nah, yeah. right, right. Uh, yeah, that was, that's a cool beginning. <laughs> that's you a know, good this, one. That's dead. This is anything Barry White or Teddy Pendergrass. Cause they always talk. The monologue, Teddy. Oh yeah. Oh, or oh, 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 Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose Teddy Pendergrass. Miss you. Oh, I yep. miss you. Oh, Manhattan's. Let's just kiss and say goodbye is a good one. But like, That's... but we talk. We talking old school R and B for the most part. Yeah. Kind of like greatest monologue. Like, isn't it? Hit him up. I mean, <laughs> kind of hardcore. <laughs> but it, <laughs> isn't yeah. it Tupac? Hit him up. <laughs> you know. I mean, he's kind of maybe, maybe Puffy calling calling Biggie on the phone. Going back to Cali, Snoop to G's and Hustlers, where, where he was with the teacher was talking at the beginning, asking, asking, asking Snoop what he that's wanted more, to be. That's more of an interlude than a monologue, I would say. You know, okay. I'm, being, I'm, I'm being technical. I would say that's more you know, introduction, interlude, or whatever. Anyway, Spears, we appreciate you, man. <laughs> I like this uh, conversation. I just feel like we're <laughs> sitting on right? the couch. Well, would you prefer this one or would you prefer the broken record that is Kyrie Irving drama with the Brooklyn music? Your choice. Anytime you know? that. <laughs> I'd rather talk uh, music. I mean, you'd rather <laughs> I'm sure the Nets would too. Um, how you see that situation playing out though, seriously? Uh, another song, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Like, mm. he ain't going to the Lakers. Because uh, that means you're giving up $30 million. I mean, get paid and figure the rest out later. That that's what I think it is. I, I I heard yesterday that Kyrie actually just built or just bought a house in the Brooklyn area, which you could take that as I'm trying to put my roots down here. But he's also from around here, so I'm not sure like how to take that news. Um, but my biggest worry for the Nets, like why why weren't you trying to act big on bold on this last season? Like at the beginning of the season, like to me, in terms of the so-called drama with Kyrie, I mean, uh, I, I don't think the pandemic is over, but 
I don't see him missing as many games because of it next season. So I, I do think that he will be in uniform. He will play. They, they will get something next season that they didn't get this past season uh, because, you know, the world has improved medically. Um, and perhaps he could get by easier now despite not being vaccinated than he could a year ago. So I, I, I think it could end up being much ado about nothing. I know this is a sexy story, but the Nets would be silly to let such an amazing talent, such a big asset go. Like you can't yeah. let him go for nothing. You can't oh, lose him I'm not saying you let him nothing. walk out the door. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying you are, but. But I, I, mean, I, I, I was saying a minute ago, Spears, I would think about trading him because like, you know, we were talking. No, what no, have you no, done for I me mean, lately? I, I just think they got to be careful or how they handle this situation. You could be big and bad and all that, but the, <laughs> the more you puff your chest out, maybe the more difficult he makes the situation to beat. And I heard sure Martin Lawrence. Teams... I heard Martin Lawrence there. You're Martin Lawrence there, Vinny. You so big, yeah. bad, and bold. <laughs> <laughs> but but ultimately, like, do you want to get Kevin Durant angry? Right, because they definitely seem to be joined at the hip, and I haven't heard anything that suggests that Kevin doesn't want to play with him anymore. So you're 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 playing that potential card as well. So maybe you you break up Kyrie. Are you sure that Kevin still will want to be there? Right. So I, I think they should just. Uh, obviously, I don't know if Kyrie wants a long a short term contract. If they could convince him to do that, I think that. Certainly, it would be great, but ultimately, he's still a top talent. He still uh, can give you 50 on any given night. I know he's a headache, but I'm always one to keep the asset and figure the rest out later. Mark, Mark, you said you said the vaccine as if that were the only thing. This dude takes two weeks off because of whatever happened at the Capitol. He takes two weeks off because it's his birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Can you trust him? And after the fact that this dude gets hurt a lot, like he doesn't play a full season, well, like would you would you put stipulations in the contract or would you just fully guarantee him and give him all the power and leverage? Well, that's where I think you put in the contract. If you play this many games, you get this. You know, put it put those kind of stipulations in so it makes it more attractive to him to want to play. Um when you have somebody like that, man, they got so much money that they they could be cavalier. Uh, but if you also sign them to a deal and things don't go the way you want them to, I feel like a, a player of that talent, no matter what his drama is, it's like, like, look, Allen Iverson, Vinny, you know that's my boy. There was certainly some things that come with came with Allen but he was so talented that people still made room for him when he was at the top of his game Kyrie's at the top of his game and if you and that's why I keep mentioning the asset if you sign him and things still go awry then you can move him and he'll have value at the trade deadline he'll have top value um okay I I just he's too talented for me to to say goodbye now I'd, I'd give it I'd, I'd give it some more time because I do feel I like, like you, if this team is healthy they could they could be in the finals next season I like that's like Amanda that. that's like Amanda and stuck it out through some relationships that's what that <laughs> sound like yeah but you but you got the trade deadline if it, if it's not going well you got them under contract you can move them. so basically what you're saying Spears is it's cheaper to keep her for now at least yeah you, you can't lose him for nothing. That could set your franchise back big time. <laughs> I mean, even, but like, you just got to be smart about it, right? Um, like, I look at the situation with Durant. Like, the Warriors didn't lose Durant for nothing. Durant basically got him Wiggins. Yeah. And Wiggins played a huge yeah. role in them winning the championship. So, if you are going to move him, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's got to be something for something great. And, and perhaps you get greater value by trading him at the trade deadline than now. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's certainly, he's talented, man. Like, we could talk all this and that about him being this or that. Or if he's yeah. on the floor, he's exceptional. He, he's as good so as any say, player. So you say, guard in the league, Curry included. 
So you say play play it by ear. Wow. Oh, uh, you say play it by ear. Real quick, as for the other team. I mean the Lakers, it feels like a long shot. It feels like they don't have the assets that they don't have the assets. Happen. You know, I, if I'm the Clippers, I, I don't want Again, the same reason why I'm not tripping if I'm Brooklyn. I just don't want that problem. I got enough to deal with with, 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 with Kawhi, who's like, you know, Kyrie light in some respects. You know, I don't <laughs> want to deal with I got Kawhi, I got I got PG, yeah. well, I got and a that's good why nuclear. I'm saying maybe it might behoove them to if they're gonna move them, move them later and hope that things get better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to, right, today's okay. today's price, I don't think it's gonna get fair value. Oh, I thought you were gonna say yesterday's price ain't today's price. No, Either well, way, I think today's, priceless today's, Yesterday's price was better than today's price. Yeah, but tomorrow's price, priceless I think, is better if he's if 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 he's if he's on the floor. He's a bad man. Priceless now. wisdom from Mark. We can talk all you this a bad stuff man. we want, but he's a bad man when he's when he's on the floor. You a, he's a, you bad, a bad man. man. You a bad man, pajama. I ain't gonna say you just as fine as you can be because that would be inappropriate. But I'm just, I'm in this music mode right now. I'm just in this music mode. That's all. Love you, Spears. Yeah, don't show the picture of the album I, I talked about. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, cover? I got no, you covered." O- that was Ohio players, by the way. Oh. What specific steps will the NFL take to hold Mr. Snyder accountable? For refusing to testify before Congress. Madam Chairwoman, I do not have any responsibility for whether he appears before Congress. Uh, that is not well, my choice. That okay, is his let me stop you right here. Mr. Snyder has not been held accountable. His refusal to testify sends a clear message that he is more concerned about protecting himself than coming clean with the American people. If the NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable, then I am prepared to do so. That is why I am announcing now my intent to issue a subpoena for the testimony of Mr. Snyder for a deposition next week. The committee will not be deterred in its investigation to uncover the truth of workplace misconduct at the Washington Commanders. All right, Mike Jones from USA Today knows this organization and this league inside and out. Um, I guess today, this, uh, this showing from Commissioner Goodell on, on, on Capitol Hill uh, in front of the uh, House Oversight Committee, um, I guess it, for me it was just the latest reminder that this is why he gets paid out the ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he yes. gets paid a lot of money to take... 60 million plus. Run- I mean, to, 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 to Snyder said, I ain't got time for that. You go. <laughs> he goes right. and he takes the brunt of the criticism from Congress. He gets he gets made a fool of uh, in front of the country or in front of those who are interested in these proceedings. Um, I thought, Mike, that once we got the report about them being funny with playing with the church's money and withholding shared revenue from other teams and, and, and scamming customers and whatnot, I thought that that was going to be it that we would see Dan Snyder get kicked out the club. In addition to what he's brought on the league uh, in terms of a toxic, sexist, misogynist workplace uh, culture. I mean, maybe that was wishful thinking on my part because Roger Goodell certainly didn't seem like somebody who was ready to initiate proceedings or do his part in trying to remove, even though he can't do it as he said, but trying to remove Daniel Snyder. In, In short, Mike, is Daniel Snyder, is this just one embarrassing showing in front of Congress. We'll see if he, you know, he's, he's being subpoenaed. He's, you know, got to show up. We'll see what happens with that hearing. Uh, maybe he's held in contempt. Maybe he doesn't show up. I don't know. But will he, will he manage to survive? This is what I'm getting at. Yes, he will. Because as Roger Goodell, the guy who works for Dan Snyder and the 31 other owners put it, they held him accountable he paid the $10 million fine, or the organization actually did. Um, they kept on harping on the changes that have been made within the organization and the better working conditions. It's not as bad as it once was. 
Right, right, you know? So that's what they kept harping on. Those were the talking points. And then Snyder and his wife put out a statement similar, kind of thumping their chest on the changes that they made. Nothing here today surprised me. Nothing about this um, was anything more than, like you said, Roger Goodell, the guy who makes $60 million, um, a year to take bullets for these 31, 32 owners, um, basically going out there and doing his job and protecting the shield. Because it wasn't just Dan Snyder, it was the other owners as well. Because if they set a precedent of complaints going against a guy and getting boosted out of his team, then that opens the door for all the other owners, and they don't want that. Right. And that's why you had Jerry Jones earlier this year saying that, yeah, he thought that the $10 million fine against Daniel Snyder was fair um, because he doesn't want the same thing to happen to him. So that was just another reminder today that Roger Goodell is a high-paid um, you know, bullet Puppet. taker. Yeah, a high, a high, a high paid puppet. This was a conspiracy and a cover up is what we've learned. And the conspiracy and the cover up, which is saying Mike Jones, it continued and it continues. They all in CYA mode. Vinny, what you got? I, I'm it's curious because you talked about the precedent being set, Mike. Wasn't the precedent set with Jerry Richardson and the uh, the Charlotte uh, the Panthers a couple years ago with him being removed? Well, he removed himself. He didn't even wait till it to get to the time with them investigating the organization or anything like that. The allegations came out and he was like, I'm out, you know, and made a whole lot of money selling that team. Uh, maybe he was closer ready, but uh, to sell it anyway. Uh, but Dan Snyder is not at all wanting to sell this team. And so that's why you have nothing that came out in any of these reports uh, was news to Roger Goodell and the other owners. They had the report, they had all the allegations, they had all the dirt, and they decided, mm, find the team $10 million, and then we'll be good to go. And we'll let Snyder decide to remove himself from running this team, even though he turned it over to his wife, who, you know, they can talk about all the business matters over breakfast and dinner. Uh, so they were happy <laughs> with that punishment, and that's why you saw, and I bet you the other owners didn't want Snyder in front of this, this uh, you know, hearing. They wanted Goodell handling it because Goodell did not crack. Um, he didn't come off looking um, anything different than what we thought. And frankly, the, some of the members of Congress were way more embarrassing than what uh, Roger Goodell looked like. I, I just want Snyder to go Nino Brown. If I'm going down, I'm taking a whole lot of y'all with me. It was Kareem Akbar, the educated brother from the bank. That's what I need to see from Daniel Snyder if he goes and answers this subpoena in front of Congress. Uh, speaking of punishment, um, so it's and obviously it's connected. You have Deshaun Watson having now settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits uh, for sexual misconduct or massage therapy sessions, right? And listen, forget about for a second, and not forget about, it's intertwined, but I'm, I'm separating the, the league punishing them strictly off optics. Forget about guilt or innocence or, you know, settling, not settling, or, you know, indicted or not indicted. It's like, the optics of this, that's why the league is going to come down hard on him. I, you, all of us, many people have seen it coming from a mile away. Separate that from what you think Deshaun Watson should get for this behavior and then separate both those things from the fascinating defense that's reportedly going to be put forth by the NFL Players Association, Mike, which I think that defense holds a lot of water. The idea that, wait a second, your personal conduct policy, which side note, Roger Goodell acknowledged that Daniel Snyder did not self-report the 2009 allegation of sexual misconduct as per the conduct policy. But back to the PA, your personal conduct policy says that, you know, legal officials and ownership is held to a higher standard. And yet Daniel Snyder, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, I feel like I'm missing somebody. What punishment have they received to right. speak of, if any? So how do you come down and level this unprecedented punishment against Deshaun Watson? Again, deserves got nothing to do with it. But we want to talk right. about precedence. The league feels like it's made a bed that it now has to sleep in with its own personal conduct policy. Policy. So having said all of that, I expected a year, a long time ago. As time goes on, where do you see it coming down? When it when when, when the punishment ultimately does come down. 
yeah, I, I fully expect that the league's going to suggest a year. Uh, the disciplinary officer does not have to take that. She'll hear the recommendation from the league and the Players Association. She'll hand it down. Then FLPA, if they don't like it, will appeal, or the league has the right to appeal if they don't like what she has either. But I fully feel like, you know, this could be less than a year uh, because of just like you pointed out in the NFLPA, I've talked to a lot of people. They are definitely ready to go to war and they're making it quite public that they are going to point to those three owners as examples saying you were lenient with these guys. Um, this guy has already settled. He hasn't played in a year. Um, and, and so you can't hold him to that standard. Now, do I expect them to win? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's eight games, uh, something like that. Uh, you know, the league, again, they want to send a strong message here, but it's not fully in their control. Hmm. I, got, I got a question that I don't feel like maybe you're not qualified to answer, but Mike, when you settle 20 of 24 cases at basically the two-yard line, why didn't, why weren't these cases settled six months ago, eight months ago? Wouldn't that have been a better look for him to get this in the rearview mirror as opposed to it being on the doorstep of training camp? Well, he was hell-bent on, as he continued to say, I'm going to clear my name. I want to clear my name. Yeah. Um, and no this NBA. thing continued to drag on. And the longer it dragged on, more stuff came out. Now, he had mm -hmm. a risk right here. You know, he absolutely could have done this for cheaper if he had right away settled with Tony Busby and all of his clients and made this thing go away. Uh, Daniel Snyder settled for that 1.6 million with that woman and thought that had gone away, but he could have done that for cheaper, but he kept trying to clear his name. But the risk he took by waiting all this time, if he continued to let this drag on, was that he could have been potentially placed on an exempt list and miss a good chunk of this year until this was resolved and then been suspended next year. So he didn't want to risk taking two years um, of suspension wise. So I think that from his point, uh, from what I was told, the, the advice given to him was, get this thing taken care of, boom, get it out the way, the punishment comes down yeah. before training camp, and then you'll have your suspension this year. We'll see how much it is, but this is out of the way, and there's not a risk of two years of this thing dragging on even more. Yeah, no, and that's interesting what you said, Mike, about the league may recommend a year. I wonder if they'll kind of like hold that up. It's like, see, we recommended a year, right. but the mm -hmm. independent, the independent disciplinary officer right. took it down, right. so they could kind of wave that flag and look we try to come down hard type thing anyway exactly. mike jones appreciate you man thank you appreciate yes, you, sir. you have a good one we are welcomed by a kurt healing of basketball talk nbc sports another one of uh the teammates here at the peacock kurt my question is i don't know if you heard brad stevens yesterday in his post game post postseason presser talk about jason tatum and just saying jason tatum needs a break from basketball i just need to take a break did you see throughout the finals and through the playoffs, Jason Tatum wear down and lack a sort of extra gear to go to? Was that the way that you could attribute sort of his performance sliding down the way that they did gradually as the finals wore on? I do, but I think it was as much mental as physical, right? Like, I don't think he'd been under that kind of stress, under that kind of pressure. Physically, he did seem like he did disappear in games. He did have really rough fourth quarters. Uh, his legs were getting tired playing. As, as it goes through the playoffs, man, that bench gets shorter and shorter. <laughs> Those minutes go up and up for the stars, and he's playing 43, 45, whatever it is a night. Yeah, his legs got tired, but I think more it was, that was the first time on that stage for them. First time they felt that strain and the extra pressure that comes with it. And I think mentally he started to wear down a little bit and he comes back next year stronger. But I think Brad Stevens is right. I think most look, most players are better off that way, right? Just go take a month off, go to the Bahamas, mm -hmm. go wherever, and then then come back and hit the gym, then come back and get in shape, hit the, you know, start putting up your 500 shots a day. But your body's mm -hmm. got to rest, man. I said I'm gonna tell the bosses at Peacock. My body's got to rest. I need a month off. I hit a wall. You know, <laughs> mentally, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna come back better. Um, so look, we've had we've had a couple of days to process it, Curtin, and appreciate you uh, holding it down last Friday, you and Corey Robinson. And I'm I'm not. This is I want to say this. This is not in any way me saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, are you sure? And that is not in any way me discrediting. Steph Curry. Okay. I am a disciple 
of Steph Curry. I pre preached the Steph Curry gospel for years, but his inclusion or ascension, however you want to call it, into the top 10. My only question is not whether he deserves to be in the top 10, but who did you kick out? Because <laughs> you get to 10 fast. It's like Jordan, yeah. Braun, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Duncan, Russell, Bird. Is I haven't Kobe mentioned Will. Yeah. Yeah, I just say. Oh my God! Mike, I think you gonna do that, Vinny. I haven't mentioned Will. I haven't mentioned Dream. Haven't mentioned Oscar. Haven't mentioned KD. But go ahead, Kurt. Before I mean, Vinny. My goodness, he said yeah, Kobe top ten. It, ahead, it, it gets tight, and it and actually Bird it might be the one I drop, and that's that's a tough <sighs> one too. I mean, he's got Ooh. the MVPs and the rings, and uh, is an icon in Boston. Kobe. Kobe comes with a mixed legacy. Like he comes I, right now. There's a lot of Kobe fans out there. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so they all live. You know, there's still you steal more Kobe jerseys and Kershaw jerseys than anything in this city. Like they love him, but that's a mixed legacy in some ways. He might be the other guy. He's had. He's had. Ooh. He's got five rings. He's had some rough finals. He's had a whole incident outside. Like I don't know how much you're going to count that against him. He's in the mix, but I think to me. Curry makes that list in front of Bird or Kobe because, yeah, Ooh. yeah, you got the resume stuff, the four rings just, and all that. He changed oh. the game, man. He changed I, I, how I, it's no, played. No, honestly, it's not. A, I'm not really. I'm not responding because of Curry. I'm responding because it just yeah. feels Vinny. You know what I'm saying? It just feels so uncomfortable. Like I, I got, I'm clutching my my proverbial pearls at the idea of Bird or Kobe not being a top ten. But it sounds like Vinny, you agree with the Kobe point. I got a harder time taking Bird off the list than I do with Kobe Bryant because his lows were lower. Like, we never got to see... We saw Larry Bird win three straight MVPs and the fourth the year 80s. was better than the third. I don't think we've ever seen a run like that. Kobe's got one MVP. He's got some disasters on, on that resume. Even just talking basketball, I got a harder time with Kobe as franchise guy Compared to Bird as franchise guy. Yeah, I don't mean. And by the way, Kobe. Kobe. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say the, the other thing is Kobe fits an archetype. What I what I the reason I'm going to bump Curry up is he changes the archetype. Kobe comes out of a previous NBA Jordan esque archetype. Steph breaks the mold. Diet Coke is good as Coke, man. Diet Coke is that is wrong. No, no, no. Diet Coke I is way better than Coke. First off. Okay, now that's a better. That might be a better conversation. Like, who likes Diet Coke better than regular Coke? Like, uh, why? I, when I was, I don't know. It started when I like had it? braces. When I had braces in my teens and had to drink Diet Coke because I couldn't have the sugar, I got hooked on it. And now I can't drink the regular stuff. I only drink diet. You like unsweetened iced tea better than sweet tea too, Coach? <laughs> what are we? What, what's wrong with you? I mean, this like, is, is two. This is two Americas. This is two Americas. I also don't like chocolate. So, like, just yeah. Throw that. <laughs> I but wait, let me, let, 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 last point on on this top ten thing, man. I, and I don't mean to take the fun out of it because okay, you guys are taking people out to put Curry in, which I, I get it, I get it. And again, that's not a, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just uncomfortable with it more than anything. I mentioned I didn't, I didn't even mention Wilt's name in the, in the top ten. I rattled off because yeah. you know y'all were leaving people off. Katie, uh, and for me, my all time starting center, Hakeem Olajuwon. So I wonder, and this, and we will answer this before we go. Without taking the fun out of this exercise, do we start treating it the way baseball does pitchers and position players? Do we just need to separate bigs and wings? You know, just do we just need to centers. say, hey, centers, centers and in particular, yeah, maybe centers and centers non-centers. Non okay. okay. Yeah, I, I think All that right. that makes sense. I guess I couldn't have a top ten list without Wilt. I, I believe right. he owns literally every record, right? Like I don't know how you do it. Right. You can't have one without. You can't have a credible top ten without Wilt. Can't have a credible top ten without Russell, in my humble opinion, and I and I, I think Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, it's like so. And now you got Shaq, and then the reason I say Bigs, Duncan. You know what I mean? It's like not not many power forwards hey. are in the conversation, but half Duncan half, doesn't, half, if not Duncan more doesn't than top ten, a, right. centers. Yeah, don't Duncan call what? Duncan a center to his face, right? Like he thinks he's a power forward, even though he plays greatest power like. forward of all time. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, Kurt, we appreciate you, man. Go get a Diet Coke, which is nasty as hell for the record. <laughs> I just, I've never, I've never, never liked Diet Coke. Yeah. Have some s'mores with it, too, because we don't do that either. <laughs> yeah, that ain't true. <laughs> I don't know. If, 
Maybe that's a light skin thing, Benny. I like yours. That's where I draw the line. Go ahead, Natalie. Talk your shit. Go ahead, Natalie. We know you've been waiting on this. Go ahead. Uh, that, I mean, look, you don't have to talk when it's self-explanatory, right? But um, I heard the end of y'all last conversation about top 10. Steph is top 10. Y'all are going to have to get comfortable with taking people out of the top 10. And mm. I, I don't want to hear mention. Normalize it. I don't want yeah. <laughs> to hear mentions anymore about where's Kevin Durant. He's below Stephen Curry. That's where he is. Figure that out. But he's not in the top 10. <laughs> Steph is. <laughs> She treat that man like a stepchild. She treat no, Kevin he's, Durant he's like amazing... a stepchild. No, everyone says that. I don't. He has lots of fans. He doesn't need me to fan for him. But he's an amazing player. <laughs> he's just not better or higher ranked than Steph. That's it. It's really simple. I don't know why this hey, is so Nat hard for people. Oh my God. Hey Natalie, you. Uh, we've What's been having good? fun with this 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 Black Music Month challenge. Uh, the music uh. sermon and today's is a song that best describes your haters and naysayers. So on behalf of Dub Nation, what is a song that best describes the haters and naysayers? It's for your haters and it's for your haters. For the haters. I don't know. Pick one for me. Vincent, you know how you me like well me now. Enough. But you too but you too young. You don't even know how you know you even know who sang how you like me now, who rapped that. Do you even know Natalie? That's very funny. I'm too young. Do you know? Okay. We'll do you know? That go. Do you she know, don't know though? She don't do know. You know she the don't. answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. She didn't know that she didn't answer. <laughs> I didn't answer because this is a ridiculous thing that you're asking me. Anyway. Um That would be my really song for y'all. And I really hate being put on the spot for music questions. So that's why it's like, I need to like be able to think about this. Oh, I know it, is, it does take a lot of thought. It does take a lot. Of thought. Yeah, Honestly, it's no. hard. I, I, but what's not hard is to extend congratulations. You told us over and over again. It was Draymond Green and you do not let them win a championship. So for the people who <laughs> doubt whether or not for the people who doubt whether or not they go win it again, what say you to them? You calling your shot again? Uh, yeah, for sure. Repeat barring health. If they're healthy, repeat. But yeah, just stop doubting this team. I don't understand why people keep doing it. Just stop doubting that me and Vincent have great conversations offline. <laughs> I'm not very complimentary of Steph on Wax. And I want just, Dub Nation just, to know that. We just won't put Steph ahead of Magic Johnson. Does that make us evil? Does that make us old? Oh, do we, do we, need, do we need to get like comfortable that. with that too? All right, no, then. I still have I still have magic above Steph, but I just refute the idea that he can't pass him, which is I know some people's opinions. Um, so we can have we that old. conversation on a day where there's more we, time. We, Natalie, we old. We we grew up. You do realize on cool I'm thirty days. plus, right? Because you're talking like we I'm grew a baby. Up, we anyway. grew up on cool. You are a baby to us. We grew up on cool mode. <laughs> That's who's saying how you like me now. By the way, Natalie, cool mode. <laughs> Google it. Ask your parents about it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hit you <laughs> offline because you're crazy. <laughs>